الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله ولي الصالحين وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد فإنشالله as a reminder to myself first and foremost and to those present We'd like to go through some of the narrations, in fact, the narrations in Kitab al-Adhkar of Hafiz of Sahih Targhib al-Tarhib, Targhib al-Tarhib of al-Mundhiri, great scholar who also has the Mukhtasar of Sahih Muslim. He has a book called Mukhtasar Sahih Muslim, scholar of Hadith, scholar who spent a lot of time going through not just the six books of Hadith, but other than the six books of Hadith, regarding those narrations which have encouragement and warning. That's why I called this particular book At-Targhib wa Tarhib. Targhib, encouragement, and At-Targhib, warning. <coughs> so he brought those narrations and put them in this particular uh, 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 format. And we have Sheikh Al-Albani, rahimahullah, he has Sahih Targhib wa Tarhib. Al-Hafidh Al-Mundhari, his actual name is Al-Hafidh Zaki al-Din Abdul-Azim Ibn Abdul-Qawi Al-Mundhari and it's from the best as that which has been written in this particular area as Shaykh Al-Albani rahimahullah says in the Muqaddimah and he quotes as he says here from the Kutub al-Sitta and other than the books the six books of Hadith regarding chapters on Targhib or Targhib so there's chapters of ilm, of salah, of al-buyu', mu'amalat, interactions, chapters on adab, uh, on the manners, on the adab, and the akhlaq of a Muslim, chapters on zuhd, on abstinence of this dunya, and the uh, characteristics of paradise, and the characteristics of the hellfire, and other than that, which, which we are all in need of, of knowing, and he put them all in this, Compilation, At-Targhib, At-Targhib. And Shaykh Al-Bani, Rahimullah, the great scholar of Hadith in this time, as Shaykh Ibn Baz, Rahimullah, said about him, that there isn't anyone under the sky more knowledgeable than him in, in Hadith. And Shaykh Ibn Uthaymin, Rahimullah, said about Shaykh Al-Albani, Rahimullah, he said, he said, هذا رجل, is strong in sufficing you يعني with the evidences in Arabic this is they say يعني spacious meaning that he in his discussions and يعني give and take if you like of the evidences he's patient with the people and you'll see that with the discussions he has that have been recorded, نعم. and he's also, he could refer to his research, in terms of his research, his effort, and his striving, and his patience in his research is long. يعني, he has endurance in his research, he, strive, he strove, rahimahullah, and you can see that with the books that he has put out. And, Shaykh Nuhtayim said the third statement, which is, uh, his research of books, knowing books, covering, going through books is vast, meaning he's covered, and you can see that he's covered much reading. And he himself said in one of the books, I think it was the Muqaddimah of Ibn Majah, Sunil Majah, he says that we, our, our eyes have seen our eyes have seen books, manuscripts that that some haven't even had the opportunity to see. Yani that he's used these manuscripts in going through the books of hadith, in going through also the books of the ulama with that background knowledge of many manuscripts that he is able to have that vast knowledge of uh, uh, of information of narrations before that, and information from the scholars regarding these narrations, and so on. So, Shaykh al-Albani, the alim, the muhaddith, the 
ayah in this time in reality, in hadith, and in fiqh, not just hadith, qadiman used to be said, it used to be said that the people of hadith, some people when they want to criticize them, they say, oh, they're this people of hadith, they don't know the fiqh. But this is refuted. The fiqh, where do you get it from? If it isn't from the hadith, where else do you get it from? It's from the hadith, from the Quran and Sunnah. And from the statements of the Sahaba, and from the Ijma'. Where do you get the fiqh from? First and foremost, it's from the usul, from the foundations. In fact, they even, those who criticize, they even used to criticize, or it was said, that Abu Hurairah is a muhadith who laysa bi faqih. Even they said that about Abu Hurairah because he narrated the most hadith. And they even used to say, Akthara Abu Hurairah. He narrated much. Abu Hurairah narrated what? Hadith of Rasulullah And that's where the fiqh is. So how can you criticize the likes of Abu Hurairah as being just a person of hadith? He is a person of hadith and a person of fiqh. And the one who is speaking, criticizing him, has no fiqh, no hadith, knowledge, proper hadith, knowledge, or any fiqh. Because to criticize Sahaba, to criticize from the best of the Sahaba, those who narrated like Abu Hurairah, this is indeed, this is indeed dispraised. And this is defamation of one's religion, of one's deen, that he is gone against what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said and what the Messenger said in how we should be with the Sahaba. So Abu Hurairah was a muhadith and a faqih, halim of hadith and of fiqh. And where do you get the fiqh from? Except from the hadith and from the, before that, the Qur'an. Because that was revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abu Hurairah saw one individual, this narration is in Bukhari, saw one individual who he heard mentioning, uh, mentioning this statement that is narrating too much. He said, what did the Prophet recite in the Atama prayer yesterday? He said, he said uh, he couldn't remember. So Abu Hurairah said to him, Indeed, the Messenger recited in the first rak'ah this surah, in the second rak'ah such and such surah. And this is not boasting, this is affirming. Affirming that you can't even remember yesterday. You know, and I'm reminding you what the Prophet recited yesterday in the prayer. And you want to criticize or you want to say that which is uh, incorrect. So Abu Hurairah one time came to the Messenger and he said, I forget sometimes the Prophet put a cloak around him and after that he, I made the dua for him and he never forgot after that. So yes, previously he went to the Messenger to tell him about, because he had now taken much hadith from the Messenger the Messenger supplicated for him and he never forgot after that. So this is a father from Allah. This is a father from Allah that he blesses you to study hadith. This is like you are taken from Rasulullah learning from Rasulullah taking and gathering the, 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 the narrations. And that's where the fiqh comes, is when you gather the narrations. As Yahya ibn Ma'in <coughs> said, we didn't understand a matter until we gathered the hadith from 30 different ways. So you find the hadith that has been reported, uh, the Prophet mentioned it in, in, uh, in different occasions, and so they would gather those narrations and then they would understand that hadith and the fiqh behind the hadith. And you get that with the ulama, mashallah, tabarakallah, those ulama of hadith, those ulama, and they, they gather the narrations. And they are the ulama of fiqh, no doubt. And in many cases, you find them closer to the correct positions in many qadiman, walahiqan, even past and today. You find them because they gather the narrations, you'll find them fulfilling what that statement of Yahya ibn Ma'in is, that they would gather and they would understand the fiqh behind that narration. So what is better than studying hadith of Rasulullah That's why they say, Al-Hadith are the happiest people. Why? The people of hadith are the happiest people because they always send in salah upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Reading the hadith is beloved, wallah. It's the best. When you study the Quran and it's tafsir, and the hadith, and its understanding, there's nothing better than living that life of studying the Qur'an and the Sunnah of the Messenger That is real living. That is real life. And that is not, there's nothing better than that.
For now you study and you go through the hadith of Rasulullah And this is something which is praiseworthy. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no doubt, there are majalis with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in hadith Qudsi or in the, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that there are sayyahun, angels which travel the earth and they look for these majalis, majalis of dhikr, the majalis where Allah is praised, majalis where we read the hadith of the Messenger ﷺ about Allah, about his deen, this is khair. So we have the first hadith, the hadith in this kitab al-dhikr, kitab al-dhikr. And it follows after, after Kitab al-Dhikr is Kitab al-Dua. Kitab al-Dhikr. This chapter you'll find also in books of Hadith. You'll find also, some scholars have also mentioned a whole section just on Adhkar. Like Hafiz al-Nawawi has a whole, you know, three volumes you can get. If you get the, the, the one with the checking, three volumes just on Al-Adhkar. Hafid al-Nawawi, and also in his Riyadh al-Salihin, he has a section on al-Adhkar, on يعني, remembrance of Allah, the Adhkar, what to say, in different occasions, in different situations. So this section here, no doubt, is something which the scholars gave importance to, dhikr, because with that, the person keeps shaitan at bay, and with that, he keeps his heart, heart alive, and he himself, the one who remembers Allah, it's like the living, and the one doesn't remember Allah is like the dead, as we'll come to in one narration that the Messenger mentioned. So, this section, Kitab al Dhikr, here Hafid al Mundari mentions, fil ikthar min So, this is encouragement to make mention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala much. Sirran wa jahran, whether you say quietly or يعني, loudly or يعني, audibly. And to continuously uh, to be upon that. You need to be regular upon that. And what has come with regards those who do not make mention of Allah much are not reminded by that which we are supposed to be reminded with in different occasions, in different situations that the Prophet taught us what to say. And before we start the first hadith, the dhikr of Allah is mentioned in the Qur'an in many occasions. When it's mentioned, it's mentioned that we should make mention of Allah much. Make mention of Allah much. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Those who remember Allah much, male and female, Allah has prepared for them forgiveness and a great reward. And likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that shaitan wants to take us away from the remembrance of Allah. Indeed, shaitan wants to take you, wants to cause enmity between you. Enmity and hatred. This is what he wants to cause between you and your family with your children, with your wife, with your parents, with your neighbors, with your friends. It wasn't called enmity between you. This is what he's doing. In different ways. Try to cause enmity between you. By way of intoxicants, by way of gambling, and by other ways. And here intoxicants is mentioned, gambling is mentioned, because these are some of the things that break up families. وَيَصُدَّكُمْ Look. And he added to it, وَيَصُدَّكُمْ Not just take it away, he wants to make obstacle for you. Not just take it away. Not just يَغْوِيَكُمْ Not just, not just deviate you. يَصُدَّكُمْ يعني This is total obstacle between you and the dhikr of Allah. He will not just turn you away, but make an obstacle for you to even reach that way. وَيَصُدَّكُمْ A barrier between you and the dhikr of Allah. يَصُدَّكُمْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَعَنِ الصَّلَاةِ To take you away from the remembrance of Allah and the prayer. And the prayer is from the remembrance of Allah. But Allah specified it here to show you the importance of the prayer. Because the prayer is not, only, not just any ordinary dhikr. In the hadith of Muawiyah ibn Hakam al-Sulami. This hadith, you memorize it. Hadith of Muawiyah ibn Hakam al-Sulami. 
Hadith in Sahih Muslim, the hadith of Allah. Where is Allah? This hadith. Long hadith. Muawiyah ibn Hakam al-Sulim He was new to Islam. He was in the prayer. And he was, when he heard someone sneeze, he said, Alhamdulillah. He said to him, Alhamdulillah. In the prayer. He was new to Islam. He didn't know the ruling. They were not supposed to speak. But he said to him, Alhamdulillah. Sahaba, they started to look at him and they started to hit their thighs. And he's saying to them, Malakum tandaruna ilayh. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> In the salah. <coughs> then they're hitting their thighs like quiet. Then the Prophet, when he finished the prayer, Muawiyah said, This is Muawiyah ibn Hakam al Sulami. Huh? He said, Well, I didn't see any teacher better than him. He never told me off. He never يعني, said anything harsh, but rather he just said, In the salah, لا يصلح فيها شيء من كلام الناس إنها تسبيح وتكبير وقراءة القرآن وفي الرواية ذكر الله This prayer is not befitting that the speech of the people is in it. Of course the exception is in sujood you can say supplication and before the taslim you can say supplication as Sheikh Mbaz mentions. But the prayer in general you don't bring the speech of the people in it. Why? Because it is tasbih. Subhana Rabbil Azim, Subhana Rabbil A'la, which you say. Takbir, wa qira'atul Qur'an. Say Allahu Akbar, as you change from one position to another position, and you say, and you recite the Qur'an. This is their prayer. So Allah specified it. إِنَّمَا يُرِيدُ الشَّيْطَانِ يُقَبَيْنَكُمُ الْعَدَاوَةَ وَالْبَغْدَةِ فِي الْخَامِرِ وَالْمَيْسِرِ وَيَصُدَّكُمْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَعَنِ الصَّلَاةِ Wants to take you away from the remembrance of Allah and the prayer. Shaitan hates the dhikr of Allah. He hates the dhikr of Allah because you're keeping him at bay. You're keeping Shaitan at bay. And with the dhikr of Allah, says, Wala dhikr Allahi akbar. The dhikr of Allah is the greatest. Wala dhikr Allahi akbar. Allah knows that all you do. So dhikr of Allah should be moist. Your tongue should be moist with the dhikr of Allah. Remembering Allah. A gathering that you gather, don't get out from that gathering except that you remember Allah. Even if you talk about business, say something where Allah subhanahu is mentioned. And we come to that narration regarding that. And Abi Hurairah radiyallahu anhu, this is the first narration. Qala qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, yaqulullah, hadith Qudsi, yaqulullahu, azza wa jal, ana inda dhani abdi bi, I am as my servant, thinks I am or, has opinion about me. I am as he, so he has good opinion, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will aid him. He has good opinion. If he has, he makes dua and he's positive, he has good opinion that Allah can answer him and Allah can help him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help him. Inshallah. وَأَنَا مَعَهُ إِذَا ذَكَرَنِي And I am with him if he, when he remembers me. Or if he remembers me. أَنَا مَعَهُ Of course, this is the ma'iyya al-khassa. Ma'iyya al-khassa. Allah is with the believers. Allah is with the believers. We, we affirm that for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we affirm the contextual meaning as well. From that is that Allah will aid you. Allah will give you victory. That's the contextual meaning. But first and foremost, we affirm the ma'iyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That He is with the believers. And He will aid them. Wallahu sabirin. Allah is with the patient ones. And Allah will aid them. And He will give them victory. And He will help them through their times of hardship. So if you remember Allah, Allah is with you. So remember Allah much. Allah will be with you. And He will aid you against your enemies. He will aid you again. Look at the life we live in today. There's so much out there of evil. There's so much out there of evil eye, of jealousy, of malice, of hatred, of enmity. You need protection of Allah. So we need the dhikr of Allah. فَإِن ذَكَرَنِي فِي نَفْسِهِ ذَكَرْتُهُ فِي نَفْسِهِ So when he remembers me, uh, when he remembers me, then I remember him. يعني when he remembers me, as Allah said in the Quran, أُذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ وَاشْكُرُوا لِوَلَا تَكْفُرُونَ Remember me and I will remember you. And be grateful to me and do not be ungrateful. 
So when you mention, when you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in yourself, when you're, when you're alone, and when you remember Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remember you. And that is, uh, that is a fadl for that individual who remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also, also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is witness to you remembering Him. There isn't anyone who's a better witness than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remember, remembering or knowing what you're saying. وَإِن ذَكَرَنِي فِي مَلَئٍ ذَكَرْتُهُ فِي مَلَئٍ خَيْرًا مِّنْهُمْ And when they remember me in a gathering, I remember them in a better gathering. وَإِن تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيَّ شِبْرًا تَقَرَّبْتُ إِلَيْهِ ذِرَاعًا And if he comes close to me, a hand span, I come close to him an arm's length. وَإِن تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيَّ ذِرَاعًا تَقَرَّبْتُ إِلَيْهِ بَاعًا And when he comes close to me, an arm's length, I come close to him, ba'an, the distance of your, both your hands stretched out to the sides. That Allah subhanahu wa means come closer to you than you come close to him. If you were to come close to him, a husband, he will come close to you an arm's length. An arm's length, he will come close to you, two arms stretched out. وَإِنْ أَتَانِي يَمْشِي أَتَيْتُ هَرْوَلَا And if he comes to me walking, I come to him running. This hadith is in Bukhari and Muslim and Sunnah Tirmidhi and Sunnah Nisa'i and Ibn Majah. And this last section, Shaykh Nathim explains it beautifully in Qawa'id al-Muthla. We affirm the attributes of Allah. We don't know how. We affirm all of His names and attributes. We don't know how. So yes, He comes to us as we come to Him walking, He comes to us running. We affirm that, but we don't know how. However, Shaykh Nathim said, we also affirm the contextual meaning thereafter. That the meaning is understood as well. The contextual meaning. And that is يعني, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes closer to you than if you come close to him. And that is understood by the rest of the narration. This is mentioned in Qawaid al-Muthla, which is an excellent book. The people studying يعني, the names and attributes of Allah should go through. Al-Qawaid al-Muthla. This be translated. Uh, but it's best to study it with uh, someone, or uh, a scholar or student knowledge, and uh, also this book has been explained by Sheikh Ubaid ibn Abdul Al Jabri, This this book has been translated, يعني, regarding Allah's name, the principles regarding Allah's names and attributes. So Allah comes closer to you, Ya Abdullah. So come to Allah. Allah loves that you come to Him. He loves that you repent to Him. He loves that you do not feel disheartened or despair from his mercy <coughs> as Allah said قُلْ يَا عِبَادِ الَّذِينَ أَصْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Oh my slaves who have wronged themselves don't despair from the mercy of Allah Allah forgives all sins indeed Allah is all forgiving most merciful so this is the first hadith which is the hadith Al-Qudsi and likewise, we have an additional wording, which is also authentic, from Qatada. <coughs> Rahimahullah, who says, Wallahu asra'u bil maghfirah. And Allah is quick with the, or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings about the forgiveness, yani, uh, quickly to that person who's deserving of forgiveness. How can one despair from the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when Allah, He says, وَمَنْ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ and who will forgive sins except Allah? One of the Salaf used to recite that all night, just contemplating over that verse. Imagine all night, you could just, and who will forgive sins but Allah? Allah loves that you come to Him, and Allah loves that you call upon Him, and you ask for His forgiveness, and you humble yourself, and you cry whilst alone, and you call upon Him. He knows what's in our hearts, He knows what we say. Naam. When we are alone. So come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a good heart. With a sincere heart. With a repentful heart. اِجَّاءَ رَبَّهُ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ اِجَّاءَ رَبَّهُ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned about Musa alayhi salatu salam. He came to Allah with a pure heart. He came to Allah like that. And Allah described the, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described other prophets that they came to Allah with a qalb munib. A repentful heart. And so therefore, 
Allah brings about that forgiveness as Qatada rahimullah mentioned in this narration. The next narration is Abdullah, the narration of Abdullah ibn Abbas the faqih of this ummah, Hibr hadil ummah, the one that the Messenger supplicated for and said to him, Allahumma faqihu fi din wa alimu ta'wil. Oh Allah, give him understanding of the religion and teach him the explanation, yani the tafsir. And here he mentions the hadith of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hadith Qudsi again. Ya ibn Adam, O oh children of Adam, ida dhakartani khaliyan, dhakartuka khaliyan. That if you remember me alone, I remember you likewise. And then he said, وَإِذَا ذَكَرْتَنِي فِي مَلَئٍ ذَكَرْتُكَ فِي مَلَئٍ خَيْرٍ مِّنْهِ خَيْرٍ مِّنَ الَّذِينَ تَذْكُرُنِي فِيهِمْ That if you remember me in a gathering, then I remember you in a better gathering than the one that you remembered me in it. The hadith which is in Sunan al-Bazzar بِإِسْنَادٍ صَحِيحٍ بِإِسْنَادٍ صَحِيحٍ So you can see the variety of these narrations coming from different collections of a hadith. That's one of the benefits of studying this book, Targhib Targhib, and the Sahih of it, is you will find some narrations with the particular wordings you won't find anywhere else. And they are authentic as well. And so that's one of the great benefits of studying this particular, this particular book. Yeah. So here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the son of Adam. Naam, and there's encouragement to remember Allah was alone. And no doubt, the one who remembers Allah alone and he cries, this is one of the reasons for him to be under the shade that Allah creates on the Day of Judgment. As the hadith of the Sab'a, Sab'atun yadilluhum Allah fi dhillih, yawma la dhilla illa dhilluh. On that day, Allah creates a shade. Allah creates a shade. On that day, though there will be seven categories of people under the shade that Allah created. Huh? When there's no shade but that shade, yani his shade that he created and that, here, that uh, yani huna sharaf, yani it's an honor. This is idafatul tashrif. This is why what the scholars mentioned regarding his shade doesn't mean his shade. It means his shade and that he created. His shade that he created. The Sheikh Nataimirahmullah explained, and Sheikh Rabi Habdullah also explained further. That is the shade that he created. So it's a creation from Allah. And the idafa here is idafa to tashrif, the idafa of honor. Like you say, masjiduhu, yani his masjid. Uh, na, his masjid, this is idafa to tashrif. This is idafa to tashrif. His shade, his masjid, his believers, his slaves, his angels. This is idafa to tashrif. Nani of honor that the shade Allah created it now for these seven categories of people who are deserving of being in it. And one of the, and the one category is Rajulun Dakarallah Dakarallah Khaliyan. The father Taina Yani Rajulun Dakarallah Khaliyan wa baka min khashiyatillah. A man who remembered Allah alone and he cried out of the fear of Allah. Out of the fear of Allah. Now, khushu' is not like khawf. Khawf is loosely translated as fear, but khushu' has the additional benefit where the limbs have fear. Allah said, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ They are successful. The believers are successful. When? When what? Those in their prayer, they, are, they have khushu'. In the tafsir of this verse, Sahaba used to look up into the sky, but then they lowered their head or they lowered their eyes, yani, to the to the ground, or as some scholars mentioned, the place of sujood. So they were lower. And there's difference of opinion in the prayer. Do you look straight or do you look to the place of sujood? Difference of opinion amongst the scholars. And the strongest position is the, the place of sujood. And Allah knows best. But the the agreement is that the sahaba that khushur Yani has an effect on the body. They have khushu' in their prayer. They're not moving around in their prayer like the fox moves around. Their prayer is a salatul khash'ih. Salah of one who is humbled and his fear is, is not just khawf. 
of the hearts but also of the limbs that is khushu' wa idha dhakartani fi mala'in dhakartuka fi mala'in khair min min alladhi dhakartani aw tadhkuruni fihim so allah remember you much ya abdullah and allah subhanahu may remember you in a better gathering if you remember him in and the next narration of abu hurairah radhiyallahu anhu who is abd rahman ibn sakhr al-dawsi radhiyallahu anhu he said inna allah azza wa jal yaqul another hadith qudsi inna allah azza wa jal yaqul ana ma'a 'abdi idha huwa dhakarani i'm with my servant when he if he remembers me وتحركت بي يعني بي الشفتاء and his lips move due to me meaning that he actually moves his lips to remember Allah this is a repetition of the Sufis because the Sufis there was one account of one Sufi in Canada uh, a famous one that they call Hamza Yusuf and he was there in a, in a hotel and the, the ones writing about him said oh look how his dhikr is he makes so much dhikr without even moving his lips you're supposed to move your lips as the hadith mentions in this hadith, hadith which is in Sunan ibn Majah and Sunan ibn Hibban, and the hadith is sahih. In Allah Azza wa Jal, Yaqul, Ana ma abdi ida huwa dhakarani, wa taharrakat biya shafatah. Because of me, he moved his lips. He didn't move his lips for talking about dunya. He didn't move his lips for business or trade or something. He moved his lips to remember Allah. He moved his lips, Subhanallah, walhamdulillah. وَلَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ This is dhikr. Not the invented dhikr of the Sufis where he doesn't even move his lips. It's like he's in whooped. Another zone, another place. You're on earth. You're not anywhere else. You're on earth. You're here. And you're not going to go anywhere. You're going to go back to the earth. So where are you going? Your mind gone. Salah salama. No, that's not dhikr. Dhikr, you're here with your lips. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah. وَلَا إِلَى اللَّهِ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ And who said this? Allah said it. Hadith Qudsi. Allah mentioned it. This is the dhikr of Rasulullah Wasallam is that you move the lips. And in the narration, which is the next narration of Abdullah ibn Busr, radiyallahu anhu. This is why it's important to study hadith. Wallah, it's so important to study hadith. When you know hadith, these shubuhat that come can be easily repelled. The Messenger Wasallam said this, and you're telling me that. Next narration, Abdullah ibn Busr radiallahu anhu, anna rajulan qala, ya Rasulallah, inna shara'i al-Islam qad kathurat alayya. He said, a man said, O Messenger of Allah, the legislation of Islam is, yani is much upon me, has become much for me. Fa'akhbirni bi shay'in atashabbathu bihi. So tell me of something that I may hold on to. Something easy, something light that I may hold on to. So the Messenger said, "لا يزال لسانك رطبا من ذكر الله." Make sure your tongue is moist with the dhikr of Allah. Again, this signifies the tongue moving. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, wa la ilaha. It's not something you just do with your heart. It should emanate in your tongue. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, wa la ilaha. And what that dhikr is? Remembering Allah. See all this refutation on the Sufis as well, because what they're doing? They're remembering, uh, maybe they're calling upon the dead, maybe they're calling upon Rasulullah to help them, when you should be calling upon Allah. Ad'uni astajib lakum. Inna ladina istakbiruna an ibadati sayyidkhuluna jahannama dakhirin. Call upon me and I will answer you. Those are too proud to worship me. Uh, they will be in the hellfire humiliated. Allah called dua worship. And the message of Allah is called dua worship. It is worship. So the person makes his tongue moist with the dhikr of Allah. And Wallahi, we've seen this with our own eyes. Wallahi, we saw Shaykh bin Baz. And you'll hear in his tapes. If you listen to Shaykh bin Baz on his tapes. <coughs> Always, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, subhanAllah, not wasting time. SubhanAllah, alhamdulillah, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, continuous. And you see that, I saw that also uh, with the other mashaykh, continuous, subhanAllah. Or in the Quran, reading Quran, Sheikh Muhammad al-Banna, used to finish every week, 
and he's there in the haram with the Quran open and subhanallah before the salah after salah and he's there revising he said this is my hira cave for me yani he's in masjid al-haram doing his ibadah doing his dhikr recitation of Quran from the best of the dhikr so here the Prophet gave this man light something light for him to hold on to and that is remember Allah much لا يزال لسانك رطبا بذكر الله أو من ذكر الله حديث سنن الترمذي and Ibn Hibban and his sahih and likewise Al-Hakim and Al-Mustadrak mentioned that it is sahih Al-Isnad so these narrations no doubt this, they are authentic narrations that Shaykh Al-Bani Allah gathered and you can see the other ulama of Hadith who also compiled it in their books of Hadith the next narration is the narration of Malik uh, of Malik sorry Ibn Yukhamir and Mu'ad Ibn Al-Jabr radiallahu anhu Mu'ad Ibn Jabal, the most knowledgeable of Halal and Haram Mu'ad radiallahu anhu the, the one that the messenger said Ya Mu'ad inni uhibbuk O Mu'ad I love you O Mu'ad I love you the process, and Mu'ad replied, May my mother and father be sacrificed for you, oh, Ya Rasulullah. Now, this Mu'ad, the Prophet sent him to Yemen to teach Tawheed. To teach Tawheed, not politics. To teach Tawheed, first and foremost, for the people to pray upon Ibadah. That is the Asr. You want salvation? For the Muslims persecuted around the world, whether it's in Palestine or the Uyghur Muslims, your demonstration is not going to. Uh, bring about change, demonstration, or uh, screaming and shouting and insulting, and uh, that's not that's not change comes with purification and education. The Prophet showed us that where the change is going to come, and Allah said, You will be uppermost if you are true believers. That's where change comes with iman, Allah mentioned that you are upon tawheed and. And sunnah, change will come. Benefit will come. Khair will come. Surah Nur, verse 55. Allah promises to those who, amongst those who believe and do righteous deeds, they will change their state of fear to that of to that of what? Of security. He will make them inherit the earth. All of that they will have. SubhanAllah. Victory, aid, tamkin fil ard, thabat. What is the quality of them? Ya'budunani. La yushrikuna bishay. That's where it starts. The ummah now needs that. Doesn't need someone just uh, to be jumping up and down uh, in the streets. Calling for change. Change comes by learning. And righteous actions. The messengers would supplicate for beneficial knowledge. And seek refuge from knowledge that doesn't benefit. And he would seek refuge from knowledge that doesn't benefit. He would supplicate. That's where change comes. Change comes from purification and education. Tasfiyah. Purifying this deen from shirk. From any shirk trying to enter it. From any bid'ah trying to enter it. From any superstition trying to enter it. From any lies and fabrications trying to enter it. Repelling all that. And then following that up with education. Teaching the sunnah. That's where change will come. Not you start shouting outside someone's embassy uh, and morning and evening and insulting and thinking change is going to come like that. That's not where quwa is. Allah, quwa is not that. Quwa belongs to Allah, no doubt. But Allah already showed us where the salvation is. Allah already showed us where the quwa is. It's following the sunnah of the Messenger. So calling them, calling the people. Oh, you may say, as they say to Sheikh Albani, rahimahullah, oh, this way is going to take too long. It's going to take about a thousand years if we do your way. What did Sheikh Albani say? Rahimahullah, he said, now you have known manhaj nubuwa. Now you have known the prophetic methodology. You want quick fit. You want something which is hasty, overnight. 
rectification overnight. You know, you know, a woman she goes through nine months of pregnancy before she gives birth. Before you get the fruits in the land, you have to cultivate the land. You have to prepare the land. You want overnight fruits. Man istajala shay'an qabla awanihi uqiba bihirmanihi. Whoever hastens something before his time is met without actually uh, reaching his goal or reaching his objective. So this narration of Mu'ad radiallahu anhu. First thing he called the people to Tawheed. What is this narration about? This great, this beneficial narration. He said, the last speech whereby I departed the mess- with the messenger with yani, because Prophet sent Mu'ad to Yemen and while Mu'ad is on his riding beast the Prophet is advising him oh Mu'ad I love you in one narration he said to him, oh Mu'ad I love you he said may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may Allah may my mother and father be sacrificed for you O Messenger of Allah and he taught him, Can I tell you the rights of Allah upon his slaves? And the rights of, uh, of, of the slaves upon Allah if they do that? Allah Rasulu Alam. He said, Allah's rights upon his slaves that they worship him and do not associate powers with him in anything. This is uh, one of the narrations that he told him until the end of the hadith. The rights of the people is that Allah will not punish them if they're not, if they're not upon shirk. That beautiful hadith, along with the other uh, narrations, O oh, Mu'ad, I love you. Don't forget to say at the end of every prayer, that's before the taslim, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Oh Allah, aid me to remember you, to be grateful to you, and to make my ibadah perfect for you. Beautiful narrations. Advice. It's nice to gather these, these narrations. Advice of Rasulullah to Mu'ad. Radiallahu anhu. That is, a, that is a beautiful compilation. The right, the, the, the advice of Rasulullah to Mu'ad ibn al-Jabal. Specifically. From that is this last advice which he gave him. What did he tell him? Imagine you got so much to say, but what is, the, what is he going to tell him? And he told him so many beautiful things. So many concise, beautiful things. What else he told him? He said to him, in fact, Mu'ad asked, look, Mu'ad's concern is what? He said, Qultu, I said to him, Ayyul a'mali ahabbu ilallah. <laughs> See the concern of Sahaba? Which actions are most beloved to Allah? That's his concern. He's now going to another country. To the people in the book, to prepare himself for them. But he also wants salvation for himself and his family. Which actions are most beloved to Allah? He said, "Anta muta walisanuka ratbun min dhikrillah." From the beloved access to Allah is that you die, and your tongue is moist with the remembrance of Allah. You die upon that. So may Allah subhanahu wa taala make us all die upon that, upon Tawheed wa Sunnah. Before we die, that our tongue is moist with saying, "La ilaha illallah." Muhammad Rasulullah sincerely from our hearts. We ask Allah subhanahu wa taala for that. We ask Allah that we are always attentive. When we do in dhikr of Allah, when we are praying, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us attentive and make us benefit. Dhikr of Allah will make you stronger. How can you not be when the Fatima radiallahu said, Ya Rasulullah, she's asking her father, I need a maid, she said to him. He said, I'll tell you that which is better than a maid. Better than a servant that helps you. Before you sleep, say subhanallah 33 times. Alhamdulillah. 33 times. Allahu Akbar, 34 times. It came like that. So she did it. Next day, she was able to do her chores. So the scholars say, this is, a proof, this is proof that your dhikr will help you be strong. Those who do in dhikr, you wonder sometimes, how is it you see a fajr prayer? Old people more than the young people. The young people is going to the gym, but he can't pick up the covers of his, of his bed. He goes to the gym. Picking up so many weights and he's saying to his friend, MashaAllah, and showing strong. But when he comes Fajr, he's not in the masjid. He's not strong. That's a strong person. He c- controls his anger. Huh? In the first instance, he controls his anger. He's strong. 
The strong person is the one upon the dhikr of Allah. Subhanallah. Not the dhikr of the Sufis as we said, but the dhikr of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa the sunnah. <coughs> Established sunnah, which we're going to go through from the scholars of hadith. From the scholars, the ulama who preceded us thousand years ago, more than a thousand years ago. Come now, somebody come and start whispering in your ear, do this, giving you homework. I don't need homework that opposes the sunnah. I need a homework that is in line with the sunnah. I need a homework where Allah said, the messenger said, not I think, not in my opinion, not in my pocket, I'm going to give you this piece of paper. Leave your paper in your pocket. Qala Allah, qala Rasulullah, qala Sahaba. This is what benefits. <coughs> so here we have Mu'ad asking, what is the most beloved thing to Allah? He said that you die, you die whilst your tongue is moist with the dhikr of Allah. That means it's, it's, it's much moist. As mentioned by Ibn Abi Dunya and Tabarani with the, and also Bazaar mentioned it. <coughs> With a, with a different, with a slightly different wording, tell me of an action or the best actions and most closest to Allah that will bring you close to Allah, and that narration is in Sunan Ibn Hibban. As you can see, some of the wordings here, you probably for the first time hearing them because these this Sahih Al Ghibat Al is an amazing book. We've got some Alfaz, Naam, that Wallahi, when we started looking at it, it's like, oh, Subhanallah, that's a that's an a, a, a ziyadat faida extra benefit next narration the hadith of Abu Darda radiyallahu anhu who said that the messenger said shall I not tell you the best of your actions and the most purified of your actions towards your towards Allah towards your king towards your lord and the most highest with regards its levels. And it's better for you than giving charity with gold and silver or gold and يعني, money, if you like. And better for you than the reward of when you when somebody goes out to meet his enemy, and he goes out for jihad fi sabirillah, better than that, he says. فَتَضْرِبُوا أَعْنَاقَهُمْ Such that you strike their necks and they strike yours. What is better than that? They say, بَلَا يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ بَلَا Tell us, what is these best actions? What is these actions that are so that are high in levels and pure? What are they? He just, ذِكْرُ The remembrance of Allah. And Mu'ad added, there isn't anything which will save the person from the punishment of Allah most than the dhikr of Allah. And we will come to a narration. If you find yourself short in doing sunnah, in fasting extra, in giving charity, don't fall short in the dhikr of Allah. And then Allah will aid you to do the others. And Allah will aid you to do the sunnahs. Allah will aid you to do the chari extra charity. Allah will aid you to do uh, uh, extra acts of worship. But you, dhikr of Allah must not be short. Dhikr of Allah must not fall short. It must be much. When you go into the markets, when you go in a form of transport, when you're traveling, when you enter your house, when you leave your house, when you learn those narrations, when you go to sleep, when you wake up, that last narration is mentioned in the Muslim. Imam Ahmad with the Hassan Isnad and also Ibn Abi Dunya mentions it and Al-Tirmidhi mentioned it, Ibn Majah and Al-Hakim and Al-Bayhaqi and Al-Hakim said Sahih Al-Isnad and Shaykh Al-Bani said Sahih next narration is a narration of Abdullah Ibn Amr Ibn As may Allah be pleased with him and his father and now kana yaqul that the Messenger used to say, There isn't anything that will save you from the punishment of Allah more so than the remembrance of Allah. Is it not even jihad fi sabirillah? 
He said, وَلَوْ أَنْ يَضْرِبَ بِسَيْفِ حَتَّى يَنْقَطِعِ He said, not even if he were to strike with his neck until that, strike with his sword, sorry, until that sword breaks. Or until the, يعني, the person is striking, is struck. Uh, as far as I remember, it refers to the sword, until the sword breaks. So here he's mentioning the dhikr of Allah that will help you from the punishment of Allah. And that is narration by Ibn Abi Dunya and Al-Bayhaqi and, and others. And we all know the reward of one who seeks martyrdom in a legitimate battle, not in chaos, but here... Uh, here Allah mentions the dhikr of the messenger as he mentions the dhikr of Allah as being yani, from those actions that are honorable and will save a person from Allah's punishment the narration follows the narration of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma qala qala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa man ajiza or man ajaza minkum anil layl an yukabidahu wa bakhila bil maal an yunfiqahu وجبنا عن العدو أن يجاهده فليكثر ذكر الله Whoever falls short in praying the night prayers and falls short in being miserly with his wealth such that he doesn't give it in charity and if this is طبعا extra charity as for zakah you have to pay zakah there's no there's no question, but the extra sadaqah is extra. And he falls short in, يعني, and he becomes cowardly or he feels cowardly in meeting an enemy, in fighting the enemy in a battle, then at least increase in the remembrance of Allah. So all these narrations are one after the other referring to the uh, remembrance of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. How long has it been? Hour. I call you Kauli Hada, or Astaghfirullah, or Kumfastaghfiru, in Nahu, who will rahim.